Attention SLPs and OTs with existing private practices. Are you ready to level up your private practice and your life and make this your breakthrough year? If so, join us for Make More in 2024, a free training offered on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern to discover how to shift from clinician to CEO. During the training, we'll talk about the importance of maximizing your income, adding revenue streams, setting up systems, and more so that you can ultimately work smarter and build a successful, sustainable, and sellable business. To sign up, just visit growyourprivatepractice.com backslash training. Don't miss the chance to learn how to effectively navigate the growth phase of the private practice journey. See you on the training. On today's episode of the Private Practice Success Stories podcast, we are going to be talking about how to start working with private clients part-time or on the side of your job. This is how I teach the students in the Start Your Private Practice program to get started. But to be honest, I didn't even know that part-time private practice was an option when I first started my private practice. So in today's episode, I want to explore the option of part-time private practice with you to see how it can work before you do any leaping or jumping into private practice. So stay tuned. I'm Jenna Castro-Casbon, speech-language pathologist, business coach, and creator of the Start Your Private Practice system. And I'm on a mission to turn stuck SLPs into successful private practitioners. If you're tired of dealing with high productivity requirements, high caseload sizes, and low pay, it's time to take control of your professional, personal, and financial life and finally get the freedom flexibility, and financial abundance that you deserve by working with private clients in your own practice. Join me here each week as I share tips, best practices, and inspirational interviews on the Private Practice Success Stories podcast. If you're a private practitioner or one in the making, you're in the right place, so let's get started. Today's episode of the Private Practice Success Stories podcast is all about getting started in private practice in the easiest way possible, part-time and on the side of your regular job. And to be honest, I didn't know that this was an option when I was first getting started in private practice. Flashback to 26-year-old Jenna, who worked at Spalding Rehabilitation Hospital in Boston in the outpatient department. I worked with the adult neuro population. So mostly strokes and brain injuries, aphasia, post-concussive syndrome, things like that. And although this was my dream job, I found myself burning out very quickly. While I loved my patients and most of my coworkers, after about a year or two, I started to feel ineffective and stuck as an SLP because of the endless paperwork, meetings that didn't matter, and high productivity demands that were getting in the way of patient care. And this really started to weigh on me. I began to feel stuck and I knew that I was heading toward burnout. It was around this time that I realized that two of my coworkers had their own small private practices on the side of the job that they did with me at the hospital. I literally did not know that that was a thing, that you could see private clients part-time. I thought that private practice was either all or nothing, that you were either in private practice or you weren't. So this was an eye-opening experience for me. They knew how unhappy and frustrated I was, and they suggested that I start seeing private clients too. 
They helped me get all set up from a legal perspective. And within a few months, I had a small caseload of my own private clients. In the early days, I saw mostly clients with aphasia, Parkinson's, and mild TBI, which were my absolute favorite populations. Initially, I shifted my hours at the hospital to work four 10-hour days, and I saw my private clients on Fridays and over the weekends. But as more clients wanted two sessions per week, I didn't have enough downtime and I began to run myself ragged. After a while, my caseload and my waitlist grew, and I knew that cutting down my hours at my regular job would allow me to see more private clients. I was able to make more money in two afternoons a week than an entire week at the hospital. When I first started, I remember that I wanted to charge $100 an hour, but I got scared, and so I decided to charge $80 an hour for about the first six months or so in private practice. I worked up to seeing 12 clients per week on the afternoons and weekends, which translated to an extra almost $4,000 per month on the side of my job. Get out a pen and paper or a calculator and do the math yourself. Or I actually have a free salary calculator that you can grab at privatepracticesalarycalculator.com. I really encourage you to play with the numbers and see what a difference, even like three clients on the weekends, can have to your financial life and your professional satisfaction of feeling like you're truly able to make a difference in people's lives and frankly, your own life too. Anyway, the increased career satisfaction helped my burnout and the increased financial security came in handy the year I got married as my private client money went to student loans and to our wedding fund. This worked out really well because I could still keep a steady income and benefits, but I was also earning significantly more in the afternoons and early evenings than in the mornings and my job satisfaction was through the roof. On days that I saw my private clients, I remember when it was time to leave the hospital, I practically skipped down the hallway and out the door. Then I'd get in my car, put on some fun music, and be so excited for my afternoon. The sessions with my private clients flew by. I was able to help them in the ways that they really needed to be helped, and I could be fully present for them. And because I saw them in their homes, I could make use of the home environment for my sessions. When the session was over, They paid me on the day of the session. It was mostly checks in those early days. It was the late 2000s then. And at the time, they didn't have services to allow SLPs to take credit cards like I teach my students in the programs how to use. This situation gave me the best of both worlds for a long time. I could have the stability of a regular job and the companionship of coworkers, but also the ability to be my own boss and to make my own professional decisions while earning what I was worth. And I didn't have to wait for a raise anymore. If I wanted to earn more, I took on more clients. And yes, I eventually raised my rate. Once my friends started asking questions about what I was doing and how I was doing it, I shared with them how I started working with clients on the side and they wanted to learn how to do it too. I explained how doing it on this part-time basis was a great way to reduce the financial risks associated with starting a business Because you weren't quitting your job, you were adding income to it. And if you don't take on a lot of overhead, like if you see clients in their spaces versus having a brick and mortar clinic, you can get started with virtually no overhead. 
I also explained that this is a great way to make sure you like private practice. What if you quit your job and you didn't like it? Seeing clients part-time allows you to test the waters and make sure that this is right for you. And lastly, I explained to them that seeing clients on the side allows you to gain confidence, build a caseload, and income before deciding if you want to reduce your hours or quit your job altogether. It's pretty much a win-win. A win for you and a win for your clients. And yes, there is a market for SLP services everywhere. Whether you're in a rural area or an urban area, there's literally nowhere where there is an abundance of services, especially now. There are wait lists, sometimes six to 12 months long, and people going without services. Imagine being part of this solution, even seeing a few clients a few days a week. I hope this episode has given you some things to think about, just like it gave my friends some things to think about, many of which did also end up joining me in private practice. So if you're like, Jenna, yes, this is exactly what I want to do and how I want to get started. The first thing that I want you to do is go play with the numbers and see what your earning potential is, even if it's just a few sessions per week. You can do that at privatepracticesalarycalculator.com. It's one of my most popular freebies and I want you to get your hands on it too. The moral of the story is that private practice can be what you want it to be. It can be full-time or part-time. You can see people in person or via telepractice or a mix of both. You can see kids, adults, or everybody. You can become a specialist or stay a generalist. You can make it yours. Thank you for listening. I hope you tune in again next week for more tips, advice, and stories from my most successful students. Till then. Well, this episode might be over, but we don't have to say goodbye. Head on over to independentclinician.com for resources that will help you at each stage of your private practice journey. If you're on Instagram, let's connect. Follow me and send me a DM. I'm at independentclinician. And if you're on Facebook, make sure that you join the SLP and OT Private Practice Beginners Facebook group. All right, off to help more regular SLPs and OTs become successful private practitioners. Let me know if I can help you too.